This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, we're headed into week two of the MGM Resorts hack, the chain-wide cyber attack, potentially losing, I don't know, $8.4 million per day. Uh, Just incredible. I'm not sure why they haven't paid or if they've been asked to pay and are refusing to pay. I know that uh, the group at Caesars Entertainment was hacked and they paid the $15 million in cyber ransom and moved on with their life. Now, I'm not saying you have to pay criminals. I get it. But, you know, it just seems weird that a group known as Scattered Spider, a U.S. and U.K.-based collective, they've made, you know, they report that, hey, they, you know, we're in and we uh, now run your system. And unless you pay us, well, you won't be able to run your system. So how about, I mean, if you're losing $8.4 million a day, maybe the $15 million up front is worth it. And that's certainly what Caesars thought. Now we find out that we're going to have a shortage of Clorox because their company was hacked. I know. So Clorox has said, yeah, you know, there's, we had a wide-scale cyber attack uh, that we endured, and it's causing product availability issues. We're having material impact on this first quarter earnings. I know. Uh, the California-based company said, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a hit. Uh, due to the order processing delays and elevated level of product outages related to the hack. So the company is still trying to determine the full extent of the financial and business impact of the attack. So now, there is there nothing sacred? Is there nothing sacred? Clorox disinfecting wipes. There's going to be a shortage of, and it's not because of a pandemic. It's because of, well, it's a pandemic of hacks. I'll tell you that. That is happening. So make sure that your systems are on complete lockdown because the hackers are out there looking to hack. And you can quote me on that. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, we can stop looking for the jet. Yeah, they found it. Well, at least they claim to have found it. They claim that a debris field has been found in South Carolina. Uh, that's, that is to believe to be the F-35 fighter. They believe that the debris was found, or they report that the debris was found in Williamsburg County, some two hours northeast of Joint Base Charleston, which is now handing off command to the Marine Corps. The pilot of the craft had safely ejected during the incident. Okay. And uh, they're gathering more information and assessing the situation. The mishap is under investigation oh that's great we're unable to provide any additional details Uh, we want to preserve the integrity of the investigative process you preserve the integrity uh you've already ruined that by telling people to call if they found it Uh, and i will say this uh just as a side note now i've seen pictures of the recovery crew in south carolina i have not seen any debris so 
okay, I believe you. But when we're looking for that $100 million F-35A or B or whatever it was, uh, it seems like maybe you show me a picture. Yep, there it is. Uh, there's part of it. There's a wing. Uh, something like that. So it just the whole thing is really strange. I know that uh, you know the we the jets tracker stopped working. Uh, it's designed with an anti radar to be undetectable while flying. I get that, but maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a satellite somewhere that uh, we have that can keep track of our stealth planes, so that when you know they're invisible and uh, undetectable. Except to, you know, Joey, uh, Captain Joey back at the base knows where it's at. <laughs> and then it, it, we talked about how his flying partner, another plane, uh, was flying with the, uh, the F-35 that apparently crashed. And the pilot ejected and the plane was on uh, autopilot. And then the flying partner went back to the airport uh, or went back to the base. Why didn't he follow the plane? I don't understand why he just, ah, that's it. I'm just going to go back to the base now. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. Uh, No problem. So anyway, that's just such a strange, strange thing. I know that uh, there have been other cases of this plane with other issues. So maybe these same issues are showing up. Maybe it was, uh, you know, they needed to do a, a restart on the computer system and didn't do it before they took off. And the, co- <laughs> the company updated them with the, hey, you've got to restart right now. And there was no way to, you know, delay it. And so once, once it restarted, uh, you're already in the restart. So you're done. I know that uh, the F-35 program is projected to cost the American taxpayers. Oh my gosh, that's you and me. $1.7 trillion over the aircraft's lifetime. Um, maybe we should know where they're at at all times. I know. I know that's just me, but according to, uh, according to authorities, we have found the debris from the jet. So go ahead and stop looking or don't. So today is international talk like a pirate day. And the one thing that I like about it, uh, is that, uh, every international talk like a pirate day, September 19th. I am reminded that it's also my wife's birthday. So when everybody talks about, hey, it's International Talk Like a Pirate Day, I remember, oh my gosh, it's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) I was reading about how the Talk Like a Pirate Day started. And these two guys got hurt uh, playing racquetball. And one of them, and they decided that, uh, hey, we should do a talk like a pirate day. And it was it happened on June 6th in 1995. But they decided, hey, June 6th is the, you know, the Normandy landings. So he chose his ex-wife's 
birthday as it would be an easy day for him to remember exactly that's why i would have picked it so i am almost these two guys uh came up with uh talk like a pirate day and i guess uh it all got started because dave barry uh did a thing on him in 2002 you know the humorist columnist and uh, so that's you know today is international talk like a pirate day so you can go out and pretend you're a pirate and you can do it because it's a day of celebration it's also my wife's birthday which i'm reminded of because it's international talk like a pirate day i wouldn't ever remember it otherwise and so uh happy birthday to my wife uh you know i love you and uh it's gonna be a great day no i mean that no seriously happy birthday no stop it it's not about age or anything like that no it doesn't have anything to do with i mean i hate birthdays to be honest with you i stopped celebrating them a long time ago so uh when you you know reach out to me and say oh she's getting a little old now for you isn't she jeffy no that's not even funny i don't even want to play those jokes anymore because you know then it takes me a while to walk in the kitchen and make sure that she's got stuff done you know and on her birthday you know i've given her new oven mitts and everything i want her to be able to use them and be happy so happy birthday baby i love you And before I get myself into more trouble, I'll just tell you about our sponsor for the broadcast today, QPGoatSoap.com. QPGoatSoap.com. You can use uh, the code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and get 10% off your total order. Most people who buy soap from the store don't realize what it's doing to their skin. Store-bought soap will get you clean, but while it's doing that, it's also drying out your skin. And then, of course, you have to keep buying products like lotions, stuff made by the same company. Soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk. That's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap, and he's been making it the right way ever since. So I was reading a little bit about my man, Quinn and uh, he got his first milk goats at uh, nine years old and now he's 16 and uh, he loves the goats but he also decided hey we need to try to sell some of this goat milk soap making and make it into a family business and that's exactly what they do they make real soap old school hand poured made from scratch uh, soap the soap that cleans while moisturizing uh that simple you know most commercial bars simply don't by design by the way and uh raw goat milk makes uh, the soap special creamy soft rich sudsy lather all the essential proteins and nutrients are preserved in goat milk soap and delivered in finished bar or real soap and they have a wide range of fragrances as well seasonal scents and you know what it's the, that time of year again so of course they have pumpkin spice so you need to go to q pgoatsoap.com and use that code, promo code Jeffy for 10% off your total order. Uh, Quinn and his family are very proud of their product and they want you to know about it. And, uh, you know, Quinn has been such a young entrepreneur. I told you a little bit about it. And he's done something most kids his age would not or maybe couldn't even do. Uh, he started the business. So, I mean, I've used this soap. I love it. And uh, you really should check them out. QP goatsoap.com 
Quinn Pittman, baby. QPGoatSoap.com. Don't forget to get that 10% off with the promo code Jeffy, okay? QPGoatSoap.com. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Wow. So Russell Brand is in trouble, man. I don't know if the accusations are true about his sexual assaults and rapes, but they are getting loud. Uh, YouTube has suspended monetization on Russell Brand's channel for violating its creator responsibility policy. Oh, has he? And I see where Russell has postponed uh, some of his stand-up tour dates amidst all these allegations. So be on the lookout. Uh, We'll see what happens with Russell. I know he said on his, he posted a video denying it all. And I mean, it was was just a couple minute video and he covered everything I thought. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff, like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. Okay. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. I hope that's true. I like Russell. Uh, I I, always kind of liked Russell. I just I hope that's true. Uh, And he goes on for another minute and a half or whatever to refute all the allegations. And, you know, good for him. And I, I, I want that to be true. And only for the reason that I like Russell. And I don't, you know, I don't want to believe that uh, he is that bad of a guy. And I, you know, look, we're supposed to be uh, presumed innocent, right? The presumption of innocence. And really, uh, I know those days are kind of gone. We've talked about that as well. But uh, with the public aware of this now, and it's out Uh, I I thought that the presumption of innocence was supposed to be taken more seriously than the accusations. (laughs) I know. I know. That's just silly of me. So anyway, if it comes out that he's this bad person and did these things, then I'll beat him up for it. But as of now, uh, I just think it's you know, BS, and we're trying to shut him up. And it seems to be working. Then we have Governor Christy Noem. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, they claim that she's had a years-long affair with Corey Lewandowski, the Donald, former Donald Trump aide. And, I mean, she has, uh, you know, a husband, uh, three children. They've been married for over 30 years. Lewandowski has a wife. And now uh, Christy Noem's 
people say that this is predictable because she's under attack now right after well less than a week after she endorsed donald trump as for the 47th president of the united states and they always put in the article no they have not denied it (laughs) i mean okay so we'll see we'll see if that's actually true or not i i don't know uh, we do know uh, that uh, Representative Lauren Bobert out of Colorado, she's apologized after her groping fun at the theater seeing Beetlejuice. I will say, uh, watching the groping video of Lauren and her boyfriend, who I guess owned some gay-friendly bar, and she said that she has to now watch uh, for the political affiliation of her dates. But uh, she, I will say, and it is interesting how we can get that video, but there's plenty of videos that we'd like to see that we can't see. We got a pretty good shot of Lauren getting groped at the theater. That is interesting in and of itself. But, uh, and you know, so I'm not opposed to, you know, groping at the theater. Uh, so she, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there uh, to uh, Lauren Bo. But it is interesting that uh, she, is a, she is a very vocal uh representative and uh, funny how that just happens to be released this video of her out on a date with some gay friendly bar owner uh groping her at the theater uh so well you know she's she's always made the joke of i'd like to see the end of the the play because she got kicked out and it was because of vaping and i guess they were hollering i don't know maybe people didn't like the idea of looking down the aisle seeing her getting groped and her groping (laughs) (laughs) you're groping your date at the end of the aisle i don't know that though so we'll see and then i talked yesterday about the burbank mayor so he was confronted by a councilwoman because he the behavior had crossed uh he's been in trouble apparently uh there is video of the burbank mayor being spanked at a drag queen bingo event that's what you want your mayor <laughs> you want your mayor look it's his private time so everyone is calling him mayor spanky now and uh here's another thing in this story that kind of ticks me off too just as a side note away from mayor spanky for a minute can we just agree that when we say it was on x that we all know that's the platform formerly known as twitter why do we have to put that in every story uh mayor spanky on x we know that's it's the old twitter we got it it's called x now we got it whether you like it or not that's just someone that's pissed that it's not twitter and it happens in so many stories and we heard on uh, you know it's trending on x the platform formerly known as twitter can we just agree that that's we call it x if you want to call it twitter in your story everyone will know that it's x now and they'll say no it's x now in their head you read the story uh he's mayor spanky on twitter oh it's not twitter anymore it's x okay we got it all right we don't always have to say on x the platform formerly known as twitter we got it anyway uh so the mayor is in trouble in uh in burbank and you know you know as 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 the mayor of burbank Man, you don't want to be caught on video getting spanked by a drag queen. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of politicians, I'm guessing, that don't want to get videoed being spanked by a drag queen at a bingo event. But man, if you're the Burbank mayor, you don't want none of that either. Although apparently he did. And don't forget, you can follow me on X, you know, 
the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, at JeffyJFR. And you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. And you can also order a cameo from me. That's not free, but you go to cameo and at Jeffy JFR and you can order a cameo. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, you know, whatever happy anniversary, happy birthday, whatever you need. A happy breakup. Hey, I want to break up with you. And I haven't done a breakup yet on cameo. So I'm kind of, I don't know that I'm looking forward to it, but I am concerned that I haven't done one yet. So if you're looking to break up with someone and need someone to do it for you, uh, cameo at Jeffy JFR and, uh, you know, cameo is my pimp. So they just, you know, you order a cameo and then the, the, uh, the hooker does what the pimp wants for the John, right? I think that's the way it's supposed to work. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is where they had to shut down some of Disney World, uh, parts of uh, Magic Kingdom theme park yesterday, after a bear was spotted in a tree. So the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission worked to relocate a black bear that was reported in a tree at the park. So why we, we did not... Oh, they they did relocate the bear. All right, it wasn't. Hey, is that a black bear in the tree? Yep, it sure is. What's more important, the black bear or the humans at the park? Okay, the park. And maybe they did, cause they. It's not clear how they caught it or if it was tranquilized. They just the video that they show has it being uh, claimed that it's being relocated uh, under a white tarp. So they confirmed that there was a bear in the park. And in most cases, uh, if the bear does show up in the park, they give it the space and everybody moves on and does their own thing. But according to this, most of the time they capture the bears and then they take them to the Ocala National Forest. And so we'll see. But we don't know uh, that they actually, you know, tranquilized it and then picked it up with a white tarp and carried it away. It very well could have been uh and just put it under a tarp and we're carrying it out of here don't say anything else just keep it moving keep it covered on the tarp and don't look up uh so i was looking at the (laughs) i'm sure that they tranquilized it and relocated it Uh uh-huh i was looking at the size of disney world and how large it is and it's pretty big you can quote me on that disney world is pretty big so it's 39 square miles which makes it uh bigger than manhattan like uh, manhattan and again another 50 percent size of manhattan roughly the same size as paris uh 
there are more than 280 individual attractions, 380 places to eat and drink, four golf courses, a movie theater, a baseball stadium that seats about 10,000 spectators, and they get about 47 million visitors a year. So I don't know that it lives up to be the happiest place on earth, which was their slogan. I don't even know if that is their slogan anymore. But uh, if you had that to take care of and there was a black bear affecting your daily business, uh, we're going to go ahead and get the black bear out of here. Like right now, uh, one way or another. Okay, we don't care, but it's out of here. Speaking of Florida, I see where the Tampa Bay Rays have made a new deal for a new stadium. I mean, they've been working on a new st- stadium deal for a long time. and There's been a- several places that it was going to be moved to. I was trying to see exactly where they were going to redevelop this. It's expected to build, they're expected to build a new stadium for only 30,000 people uh, in a dome in St. Petersburg. That seems uh, a little small. So they're looking at $1.2 billion. They expand, you know, they've been playing in St. Petersburg since what, 98. Um, I mean, I, my son and my, my dad, his grandfather went to the opening game. We were producing it on the radio at the time, way back in 1998, raised baseball. And, uh, so I guess what, of what I could make of the deal and maybe from somebody from St. Petersburg can email me, uh, the exact details of the event but uh i guess they're going to build it in the same neck of the woods that the dome is already in and that's right there i used to work there a hundred years ago before uh before back in the early 90s when there was a big wind dixie webs plaza right across the street from the dome when they were building it so it's that same neck of the woods that they're just going to redevelop the ballpark there so good luck i hope they work it out it seems like a little small uh a little smaller than uh, i would uh, have anticipated and everybody hates tropicana field and i i always liked tropicana field i know I know. Don't look at me like that. But uh, everybody is was sick of Tropicana Field. I liked it. Uh, never had a. I never had a bad experience at Tropicana Field. So you know, sue me, okay? No, don't really. But but you but sue me. Speaking of Paris, I see they are number twelve on the list of the most beautiful cities on the planet. Number twelve, Paris. The way it's treated, you'd think it'd be number one. So number one is Venice, then Rome, then Barcelona, then Prague, then New York. New York is the fifth most beautiful city on the planet. Uh, I think not. Uh, Athens. I'm guessing they're talking about Greece, not Georgia. Uh, Budapest, Vienna, Bordeaux, Milan, Stockholm, and then Paris is number 12. Chicago's on this list, too. Chicago is, what, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th? Okay. And St. Petersburg is, what, 18th, 19th, 20, 21st? I'm guessing that's St. Petersburg, Russia, not Florida. And uh, then uh, Miami is in the top 25 as well, way down there. So And Beijing is number 25. Okay. Those are, but those are, according to World of Statistics, those are the most beautiful cities and their beauty score. 
Good news is there's going to be more beauty in more cities across the country. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced that they are going to give cities and towns across the entire United States, well, 50 states, I guess the entire United States, yeah, uh, receive uh, planting grants focused on disadvantaged areas, including those in Washington, D.C., the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and multiple tribal nations. That's more than 50 states. Uh, they gave uh, they gave more than a billion dollars in federal money to help communities plant trees. <laughs> so that's great. That's going to really really help the beauty of the of the the country. I'm not opposed to trees. Plant them, man. Let's plant them. The more trees, the better. You can quote me on that. The more trees, the better. The federal government's plan to plant trees stemmed from funds included in the Inflation Reduction Act, which is, uh, I mean, wonderful. Uh, The Golden State was awarded over $102 million in grants to 43 recipients. Wow. We, I need to get some grant money. As extreme temperatures increasingly threaten the safety of workers and communities all across California, expanding access to shade and green spaces is more important than ever. Ah, boy, I couldn't agree more. So if I could get some grant money for me to plant trees (laughs) here in Texas, we are like the closest state to the sun. Uh, So I I need some money to plant some trees as part of this new government act from the, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and, of course, the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, if you could just give me, you know, a few million and I'll be happy to plant trees wherever I go. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Congratulations are in order. One to Katy Perry. Uh, She sold uh, the rights to her music catalog, Litmus Music, for a reported $225 million. That seems a little low for Katy Perry music catalog. But uh, congratulations to Katie, uh, $225 million. She's, that's, that, uh, if I were advising Katie, I would say she could have sold it for a lot more. But anyway, congratulations. Because $225 million, I spit on $225 million. I'm asking for a few thousand dollars to plant trees. But $225 million, I spit on. <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Katie. I hope it all works out for you. And I see where Bill Maher, I still have the writers and actors strike going on. And that doesn't seem like we're going to come to an end anytime soon. Although they're back at the table. I saw, you know, uh, what's her face uh, said she was going to bring her show back. And then she backed off. Drew Barrymore said, no, okay, fine. I, you know what? I'm behind the I'm behind the strike 100. percent So I guess 
That means that uh, she couldn't find anybody to work on the show. I, I don't know. But Bill Maher, there were a couple other shows that said they were coming back as well. I don't know that they have backtracked, but Drew Barrymore did. And then Bill Maher came out and said, hey, I'm going to, my show's coming back too. Uh, I know you guys are on strike and I'm behind you 100%, but I need my show to air. And uh, so according, now it says that he just tweeted, my decision to return to work was made when it seemed nothing was happening and there was no end in sight to this strike. So my decision was made that you guys have not, are not going to work it out and I need to work. So screw you and I need to make my money. But now he says that both sides have agreed to go back to the negotiating table. So I'm going to delay the return of real time for now and hope that they can finally get this resolved. So, all right, there you have it. So people who said or finally had enough, and maybe they will now because, you know, shows uh, and uh, uh, all the workers are saying, hey, we got to get back to work. You're killing us here. And so they've got to come to a deal, you'd think. And so I hope, uh, you know, I hope everybody gets what they want. But what's what's they want? Yeah, I hope everybody gets what they want. But, uh, you know, it's going to have to, it's going to be worth it, right? I, I don't know. Uh, it's such a weird thing. But uh, they're all bending the knee still and not coming back to work. So good luck on new content uh, coming for any of the shows that, that we watch. I know there's going to be a lot of... Uh, you know, dating shows and new bougie, funny game shows that wouldn't have made the cut before the strike that they had in the can. And now we're going to be seeing those. I see the ads. I see the ads. Make no mistake. I see the ads. And you haven't fooled me that those are shows that wouldn't have made the cut if there was actual programming to be had. But since there isn't, and we've already got those shows in the can, you know what? We're going to put those on. So, and more and more football. Uh, is on the horizon more shows simulcast between espn and abc i think monday night football is going to go back and forth uh so more live sporting events coming for sure which never is a bad thing is it of course not then i see a couple of interesting stories that uh from uh a week apart so last week i see where el chapo's wife uh, Emma Cornell Espiro uh, walks free after less than two years over gang charges. Kind of strange. Uh, I'm not sure you know how she gets out. Uh, according to this, uh, the wife of the uh, Mexican Sinaloa cartel boss, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, was released from a California halfway house more than a year before the end of her three-year sentence. With an association with this gang is where she ended up. She was sentenced to 36 months in federal prison and back in 2021. She pled guilty to drug trafficking and money laundering conspiracy charges related to her husband's uh, cartel. And so she was released. Interesting how that she was released. And then this week, I see where the son of El Chapo uh was extradited to the united states uh so they arrested him in mexico remember that arrest in mexico incredible arrest um so now he's being extradited to the united states uh ovidio guzman lopez was in federal custody in chicago now he's been obviously linked to the drug trade and violence and this was a a joint operation between the dea and the u.s marshal service uh-huh. Uh huh. And the Mexican government. Okay. All right. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland said uh, that he was the leader of the Sinaloa cartel. 
Um, okay, so we'll see. Isn't it interesting, though, that the wife, or the ex-wife, was released from jail. Then we went ahead and were extraditing the son from Mexico back to America. I am not saying those two things are tied together. I'm just saying, isn't it interesting how that worked out? So we got one guy, but uh, we're going to bring him back to the United States. But the other one that we had, uh, the wife, I, I let her go. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, she pled guilty to some stuff. She won't do anything anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Sure. Uh, sure, no problem. I mean, as far as I know, El Chapo is still in prison, right? I mean, he was uh, he was supposed to be at the Supermax. He's supposed to be there. So as far as I know, he's still there. And uh, there's no way that he could possibly be running things from his Supermax prison cell. Right? Right. And more congratulations are in order. A gardener in England uh, believed to have the world's largest onion. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, wow. Uh, that's something to be proud of. A 19-pound, I'm sorry, 19.77-pound onion, which apparently outweighs the previous world record of 18.68-pound onion uh, from 2014. So Gareth Griffin uh, showed off his onion at the Harrogate Autumn Flower Show. And so he has, you know, an almost 20-pound onion. It was on display at the show's edible pavilion alongside other giant vegetables there's no pictures of the other giant vegetables though that include a cabbage a cucumber and a carrot now when i was a kid i got in so much trouble for pulling a whole row of onions out of my aunt and uncle's garden i wouldn't have pulled that bad boy out there's a picture of uh, this man with his 20 pound onion i bet it's not that good uh, it would seem that perhaps that onion is not that good. And I'm not a big fan of onions anyway. <laughs> but congratulations to uh, Gareth Griffin and uh, growing his 19.77 pound onion. Now, uh, I don't think the Guinness World Records have showed up yet. So they have to review it. And uh, so as of right now, he doesn't hold the record. Uh, the, pre the previous uh, record holder, 18.68 pound onion, is the record holder and isn't the previous record holder is the record holder because uh, the Guinness World Records has not stamped this new onion, the record onion. So good luck. I hope it works out for you. I hope that's a real onion and you weren't fibbing on us. And I'll leave you with, uh, I saw a post the other day talking about Texas slang and the phrase is, you good? And I was trying to think, yeah, you know, I catch myself saying that all the time. But it means different things. So it could mean, are you okay? You are okay. How have you been? Did you get enough? You're welcome. Stop talking to me. No need to say sorry. You need some money. So like, you know, if, if you were saying, are you okay? You good? Or you are okay. You good. Or how have you been? You good? Or did you get enough? You good? Or uh, you're welcome. You good. Or stop talking to me. You good. Or no need to say sorry. You good. You good. You need some money. 
You good? So just remember, it's just in all in how you say the phrase, uh, you good, as to what you actually mean. And so uh, you're welcome. Did I mention it was my wife's birthday today? I did? Okay. What did I do with those oven mitts? Oh, there they are. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.